0: and girls, ladies and gentlemen, folks, you know you're in for a treat when you hear that tune because it's time for another edition of the Wreck Poker Podcast. We are here again just like we are every week. I've got the best job in the world. I get to hang out with my friends talking to the, uh, some of the most exciting people in the world of poker. My name is Jim Reed. I'll be your host tonight, Bluff Storini in the home games and at Wreck Poker Gym on Twitter. If you want to find out more about me and the rest of the Wrecking Crew, you can go to slash crew. Or you can meet a few of them uh, right now, starting with the one and
1: only John Somsky. John, why don't you tell folks where they can get a hold of you? Well, you can find me at PokerGeekMN just about everywhere. And I'm John Somsky here.
2: And I'm Keith Brandt, and that's Monkey System Everywhere. I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman50 just about everywhere.
0: And as you know, this is the Wrecking Crew. This is the core team of folks. We get a rotating group in here uh, every week. Uh, these are the people that really make all the magic happen here at Rec Poker, along with our sponsors. So I got to thank Mark Brashan at Website Amp and the Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino, because as you know, most of what we do here at Rec Poker is free. We're a largely volunteer-based organization, so getting support from them means a lot. And getting support from our premium members is phenomenal. We got a few uh, new premium members recently, so I want to sh- uh, share out Rochelle Johnson. Rochelle, thanks for giving us a try. Your $15 a month helps us do all that we do here at Rec Poker. It's uh three red chips which we feels like a pretty good exchange and we couldn't do it without you. So, Rochelle, I'm looking forward to getting to know you a little better here at Rec Poker talking about getting to know people uh this is going to be a lot of fun tonight we've got veronica brill back on the show we had a good time i feel like almost two years ago or something but uh we finally got her back so veronica first of all just thanks for coming back to the ruck poker podcast
3: thank you for having me i'm glad i'm still relevant enough to get on the <laughs> ruck poker podcast
0: <laughs> and then some i think um uh, so we've Actually, that's kind of an interesting question. So, you've been a, a an excellent poker player for a long time. Um, I know you're originally from Canada. We talked about sort of some of your getting getting into poker story uh, a little earlier on on the previous show. Um, these days, I kind of see you just touring around the world being a poker celebrity, having meetup games, playing in exciting places, uh, getting up in KL Cleeton's grill. like What what do you think is like, how do you define your own place in the poker world like this year?
3: Uh, I have no idea. I sit back sometimes and I wonder what the hell, like, I have (laughs) nobody here. Why do they want me to you know, go do a grand opening of a poker room, go do the grand opening of Live at the Bike, ironically now, uh, go to Cleveland and, um, you know, go promote a ladies event. It's so surreal to me. I think uh, Poker After Dark uh, has just given me an incredible amount of leverage. And I'm just eternally grateful to Poker Go for that because it's really propelled me in a lot of directions. And now I'm doing that. Uh, the podcast with Nick Vertucci, the spinoff from Hustler Casino Live. That's been a tremendous amount of fun and like a a lot more successful than I thought it would be. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what I am. I am uh, Poker's Thirst Trap. (laughs)
0: Uh, well it's i mean you're obviously you're very uh, charismatic you're very talkative you enjoy the experience of of commentating and sort of being someone who talks about poker which i know a lot of our listeners and a lot of the folks here on the wrecking crew do as well and i mean just congratulations on parlaying that into into you know a successful career path is that kind of what you feel like you're on now is this something you could do for a while
3: well, this isn't my main career. So I think what makes it fun and and uh, just exciting all the time is that I'm not really doing this for a living. This is my side job. I fly to LA every other weekend and we record like six episodes of the Nick Fertucci show. And then I fly to Cleveland the next weekend. And I'm, you know, the, uh, tomorrow I'm going to uh, Grayton for the. Um, Oh my god, they're gonna kill me for run good. For <laughs> oh, run good. Awesome. I just, yeah, we love I just got good. back from That's LA, amazing. actually. So I'm like <laughs> my brain still hasn't uh caught up. But yeah, so I'm I um it's not my main job, but it is the best side hustle anyone could ever have. Because honestly, like when I'm in the studio interviewing Garrett, I'm just like, wow, I, I can't believe this is you know, this little side hustle that I've got, this is like the greatest thing ever. I've just, it, it's, it's f- so fun for me. Playing Amazing. poker is just so fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how and how much poker are you actually playing um, these days? And, and what kinds of games are you playing?
3: Yeah. So I was just in Cleveland promoting um, a ladies weekend there. And so I played, um, it was like the week or two weeks before their run good series that's coming into town. um, just doing a ladies event, which I got fourth in, uh, which was good because I didn't nice. want to take that trophy out of the local area. <laughs> I wanted them to keep it. That's my excuse for getting out and forth, right? That
0: particular trophy does deserve, you know, to, to stand free. And yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm glad you said it. It's very, um, badge, it's yeah. very, we like it. yes,
3: we like it. I don't, I don't like, uh, I mean, <laughs> women are allowed to feel the way they want about things that's the great part about feminism right we kind of mm-hmm. like you can kind of do what you want with how you feel about things and so there were some women that were triggered by the trophy but i'm like i love the trophy <laughs> i think it's just like i'm all about the meme culture so <clears throat> you know the trophy it had an interesting shape and we we loved it the ladies event it was a like was a buzz about the ter- the the trophy so um, I, I, you know, I've been putting out so much social media about that trophy. It's been amazing. <laughs> that, that trophy's more popular than all of us. It's got its own Twitter handle now.
0: Oh, amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and probably well-deserved, I think. Yep. So, but that is kind of the one thing that the one thing that's one of the things that you're good at, of course, it's just like. Making these things more fun, uh, making people interested in in this kind of stuff. Um, what's the secret sauce there, Veronica? like why what what is it about? Is it your demeanor, your attitude, just the people that you are connected to? like what what is it about you in this role that seems like make poker more fun?
3: I have no idea. I ask myself that every day. like wh- why are people picking me to do this? I don't know. I think I have um the gift of gab. Um, I like when I do the podcast with Nick, I'm always thinking, um, like I have, uh, some strong opinions politically and, and I'm an atheist and all these like bigger kind of topics, but I often try to understand, uh, my audience. So, I I feel like I have a good understanding of of like situations that I'm in. You know, this is a fun situation. I don't need to be like coming in here like a bulldozer and trying to like fix this or change someone's mind. So I, I feel like I get the audience, the poker audience, like the Nick Vertucci show. You know, things are said there that, you know, could potentially bother me by some of the guests, but it's not, it's a poker podcast. It's not my place to like, Turn it political, or try to change someone's mind. It's it's a place for our guests to talk about their lives and their poker journeys and stuff, and that's what that is. And I think I I think for the most part I have that understanding, and I also understand and respect the game of poker, and I honestly prioritize that. So I I, I think like poker should be fun, and I interviewed one of the best hosts of poker. I I don't know if you guys uh, watch. Monday, um, on hustler casino live, they've got, they've got a hell of a show on Mondays, max Payne Mondays. And the guy really prioritizes the game. And he's, and he said like a really good thing that has stuck with me. And he said that like poker doesn't do well as a sport. It it can be a sport, but it gets really boring when it becomes like a sport, like overly analytical. And that's great. That's great for the high rollers. That's great for the online guys. But like If you want to bring new people into the game, if you want to bring more women into the game, like, and when I say women, I mean, women who are new and are a little nervous about coming to the game. If you want to make the atmosphere fun for recreational players, you have to prioritize the game. You have to prioritize the fun. You have to understand the dynamic of the game and and be a little more lenient and easy to work with and help people out. And so, I guess, like, I I kind of bring that atmosphere when I go somewhere, when I go play a tournament, when I go promote a tournament or do a meetup game or something.
0: Yeah, well, I I experienced that uh, firsthand down in Vegas. We were down there for the series together, and you and uh, KL Cleeton had that fun meetup game at the Aria, uh, which was a good time among other good times to be had down there for sure. Did I pour
3: champagne? Dur- I it was at the table. Mouth. No, yeah. I did,
0: I must I missed out on that exact thing, but I was a spectator. That was a fun time. You guys you guys know how to bring the bring the party, there's no doubt.
3: Yeah, I mean that got a little out of hand. I did stack <laughs> KL and I'd like everyone to know that I'm a better PLO player than KL. Maybe I, some would say I run better. Some would say <laughs> that. But I think it's the skill.
0: Now, um, have you finally figured out that KL is a trash human or are you still just, be- are you still believing this facade that he puts out there? Do you see this really sweet guy and like a real heart uh, behind there? You, I know it's not true, but what's your yeah? So on here, stuff?
3: So here's the thing, like, I think people look at his disability and they instantly feel bad for the guy, right? And so if I were to say that he is a shit human, yeah, everyone would attack is. me. So I have to kind of keep going with this <laughs> facade. No, I love KL. I actually like <laughs> KL's family has has taken me in as one of their own. Like great. I I I they would give me a key to their house. You know, yeah, they, like they they're would. just they're they've taken me in. I love them. We've had like I don't like I don't want people to think because I'm so active on social media. I don't want people to think that like every time I hang out with someone it's a like it's a it's a time for me to like market that or capitalize off that. So there are a lot of moments that I refuse to just bring my camera out because I want people to know that I'm like hanging out with them because I genuinely like hanging out with them. So there there's so many good moments I have with KL, especially this summer that we hung out that like I, that didn't get captured. But, yeah, his family has taken me in and I, I love them, but they're total assholes. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Cosign. Co-side on that one. Um, we've got some uh obviously if John or Rob or Keith have any questions, please uh, feel free to unmute at any time. Um, I also am just checking in on our YouTube uh chat here. So we've got a few fans in the YouTube chat. Um, Rocket Box, our man Woody Adams. Uh, first of all, what Veronica Brill is I know, right? Guys, a, what a baller.
3: <laughs> Rocket Box.
0: Rocket What's Box. Up? That's it. Actually, say it again, and then he can record it. And it'll be his ringtone.
3: Yeah, rocket box. What's up?
0: Nice. There you go, Woody. Don't say we never did nothing for you. Um, And he wants to know what is the Twitter handle for the trophy? (laughs) I think it's like VADGE
3: Trophy.
0: (laughs) Trophy. Yeah. I
3: think it's just VADGE Trophy.
0: (laughs) All right, check that one out, Woody, and get back to us and let us know um, and let us know how the new ringtone is working out for you. Um, So we. talking about sort of bringing fun to the game and i think you and i see eye to eye on that and like you know your attitude at the table is a big part of it as a player and the other players there but i think you also feel like organizationally there are things you can do to make poker more fun or to make tours more fun uh you mentioned you're getting going uh, off to an event with the run good uh, poker t- tour which we love we always like to go visit the run uh run good poker series and have some fun they know how to do it right um We've had them on the show here too. Veronica, what are, what are some ways that like organizations and tours and professional poker people, not just the players, can help to make uh, poker more fun as well?
3: Okay, so one of the big things that actually came up this past week, um, Alan Kessler got into a fight with Ninja Poker Tour over um, some rake and excessive rake. And I think just uh, as a tour, being transparent with with your rake and with your buy-ins and, and your guarantees and not having these shady guarantees where, you know, people already have this like idea, uh, I guess people from the outside have this idea that like casinos, you know, are always trying to get you, like the house always wins. So it kind of has that same F- stigma attached to it. If you're s- kind of, it's, it's scummy, it's like soft scummy behavior f- when you're not transparent with all of that. So mm-hmm. just being transparent and, and I think like a the secret sauce is having um, a tournament director who gets poker, which mm-hmm. we're seeing more and more of like, because, you know, when I first started playing poker, there were a ton of tournament directors in the casinos I was playing at that didn't play poker. And they just did things that they were told to do. And now we're getting, we're seeing like Chris in Cleveland pushing for, you know, vloggers to be in there, pushing for better tournaments. And so speaking of vloggers, uh, really having an environment where vloggers can be comfortable and vloggers can do their craft because casinos you know people who casinos who don't let vloggers in are so are missing out on so so much free advertising so like these are the people these are your bread and butter the vloggers i will stand by this your vloggers are the most important people in the poker community and like the uh, i've I've been thinking about this for like the last year, and the more I'm getting to know vloggers and their impact, and and just seeing like how many views they get. I just interviewed Mariano, and um, then we've got Jamin and Andrew Nemi and Brad Owen. Like they're they're having such a big impact. If you're not letting vloggers in, you're you just want to bury your room. Like you're not getting any of that. You should have vlogger events. You should encourage your local card room. You should encourage your locals to vlog and, you know, maybe give vloggers some sort of special, you know, tournament or special, like a discount on the buy-in or like, I don't know what they can do or or a hoodie once a month, but you need to get people into your poker rooms and vlogging. They can show how fun it is. They can show, um, you know how like their strategies and like whether something's working or not you can talk to the locals like I just think there's just so many avenues you could take to vlogging and it doesn't necessarily have to be hand breakdowns all the time it can be like a lifestyle vlog
1: Hmm.
0: well you know anything we can do to grow the game to get more people that don't know how fun it can be to sort of let them know um and yes that that mix between kind of bringing the game to outsiders but also like retaining the people that come and give it a try um and just making sure that they have a good time at the tables so when you're playing are you exclusively playing cash uh, sorry live tournaments these days do you also play cash do you play online a bit as a poker player and someone who enjoys the game where are you spending most of your time these days
3: Oh, that's tough. Because when I'm at home, I'm just working so much. And then on weekends, I'm traveling to do poker events. And if I can, I'll do tournaments and then if there's time at the end of the night i'll play cash
0: hopefully but there's not, which is a code you yeah, know if there's time at yeah. the end of the night that's not really a good thing usually for these tournament players yeah. we,
3: like it's one of those situations where i feel so bad because uh like i ran deep in the ladies event and it was like a 10-hour day and then they you know people were like hey come play cash and i'm like oh i really <laughs> want to play cash but i'm so exhausted um but yeah so i'll i I like cash. Like I'm I'm a big fan of PLO. Uh i I played a PLO eight tournament uh this summer and I wish that there were more PLO eight cash games, but I'll play o8 just a limit o8 That's fine. But yeah, I'm I I like both. Although I think like I think tournaments are just a spew mostly. Like yep. there's just too much variance. Like if I didn't play tournaments, I I would have more money than I do. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's so fun to go deep in a tournament. It's like it's there's more like emotional EV in that. I think. Um, and with my skill set, I think PLO is probably a better game because like the equities run align so much e- more even pre flop.
1: <laughs>
0: you <laughs> Get know, it's like, in five there. way. Who
3: cares yeah. what I have? Let's just. <laughs>
0: Let's just run it. Let's run it twice, you know? <laughs> that sounds great. Uh Keith, do you have something?
2: Yeah. Uh Veronica, at that casino in Cleveland. I've never been there. Um I'm probably going to be there eventually. We got live in the midwest and I've been trying to hit all those casinos. Uh what would you say where would you recommend to do outside of poker? or in the vicinity of that casino or in it, or like do you have a restaurant that you could recommend or some kind of question
3: for someone who, when I go there, I literally wake up, walk to the casino, stay in the casino the whole day. (laughs) And then I (laughs) leave back to my room exhausted. That's an interesting question. I don't know anything about Cleveland. No. Um, So there's like a couple of really good steakhouses, one attached to the mall that's attached to the casino Morton's. And then uh, there's another steakhouse that's like half a block away that everyone, every local will tell you about. I can't remember the name escapes me now, but it's those are the only two steakhouses that are like within like 500 feet of the poker room. <laughs> uh, I would I would recommend those. And then the, like within that same vicinity, half a block away, there's like a whole block of like bars and restaurants um, and some of them are open quite late. So it is a it is a like a nice Nice town.
0: I get a comment here in the YouTube chat from uh, Joe Coolis saying, "Go to Cleveland Heights." I, I that that's the whole thing. I don't know what's in Cleveland Heights or what you go there for or what might happen to you. I don't if you know did, if that's where you
3: like buy drugs or something. I don't know. Knowing Joe, that's probably what it is. <laughs> no, I'm guessing. I don't know. I haven't is. been to Cleveland Heights. But if that's a if that's a poker tournament, then I'm in.
0: Uh, yeah. If I'm ever in Cleveland, I just want to know how close it is to Canton because the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame is right around the corner. And that's one stop on my list. Well, you've got list. the
3: Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there in Cleveland. Oh, yeah, so, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go. Joe. Uh, Joe responds in the YouTube chat and says East Side. Okay, that's still not very helpful, Joe. Um, so so it's somewhere high and on the east that's geographically we're narrowing it down but
3: i need my money back for that tour because like east side isn't helpful but yeah cleveland is cleveland's a cool room i don't know if you guys uh, like i grew up playing in canada right and and It's more of a small town feel, right? It's like a cheers episode. You walk Mm. in and I'm I'm dating myself when I say that, but you walk (laughs) in, everyone knows you. And, um, like, uh, I I love Cleveland, but like, it's more action than like the Bay area. And I'm not saying that in a way to insult the players, but people just want to, people want to see the board, you know, people want to play hands and, uh, they're not interested in your GTO ranges. And I, I like that. Let's go. Let's, uh, let's play. And, you know, you want to four bet a hand, you're going to go five way to a flop. That's just the way it is. Yep. <laughs> so there, it, it's a fun poker room. It's, it's like it feels like a small town, like hometown kind of place. And it's warm and inviting and like everyone's very talkative. It's just like that's cool vibes. That's the kind of stuff I like for poker.
0: Nice. Well, and, and you know, anyone knows if you've been rooting for the Browns for long enough, you just need some release, just some kind of escape. You know, you didn't drive all the way there just to <laughs> fold and have more time to think about the Cleveland Browns. No, you you need some exactly. action.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, Joe Joe chimes in one last uh, one last time. Say there are good small restaurants uh, there to be had. So Keith, that's a, that's the a tip for you when you're down in Cleveland checking it out. Go to Cleveland Heights East Side. Good small restaurants. Now you know also you heard a it.
3: Ton of hospitals. Mm. I guess there's just a ton of sick people there. I okay. don't know what's going on, Cleveland. Figure that out.
0: Figure that out. <laughs> so, uh, Veronica, you're um, you're you're interviewing, you're commentating. Uh, what's I, I don't know how much behind the scenes goes into that kind of stuff, but give us one little behind the scenes story, something that didn't happen on front of the camera uh, that you were like, huh, that's interesting, or that you didn't expect, um, or that you learned something like that. Or, or obviously, um, uh, it would be something scandalous would be even better, to be honest.
3: Oh, yeah. That would that would the scandalous stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about on the podcast. I'll just do it here.
0: Do it here. Breaking <laughs> news. That, I mean, no one listens to this anyway. It would you basically just be the six of us.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm pregnant with Garrett's baby.
0: How oh, my head? God. She, we got her, folks. <laughs> we got her. We got
3: her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, like, it's not it's not like scandalous stuff, but. I definitely hear a lot more of what happens behind the scenes at Hustler than like we're allowed to say. Sure. Um, And, you know, of course people, I mean, like these are high profile players like Garrett, Andy, like these, these guys are like playing, you know, with half a million on the table every time they're there or 200,000 or something. But, um, you know, there's always that debrief of like, Hey, I don't want to talk about this. I can't talk about this. This is happening here. Um, And so that like, that's kind of always an interesting thing. And like, again, like you have to keep the perspective. It's like, it's a poker podcast. We're not there to like Barbara Walters people and, (laughs) and like get in their face. So like, it's just there. We're just trying to have some fun and gossip. Oh, Nick loves to gossip. Nick is gossip girl. So like I often, we both love gossip girl. We both have watched it and, and like we send each other XOXO gossip girl, you know, and he's very girly that way. Uh, I was going to tell you, Oh, you want to know an interesting thing. So uh, Mike Postle has been, you know, creating fake accounts and trolling me and like not directly threatening me, but been like very difficult, you know, sued me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so funny because Joey Ingram, Doug Polk, all these guys would have taken Mike Postle to interview him, right? Right. No, no doubt. Somehow because I am a co-host of the Hustler Casino Live spinoff, he contacts them and he wants to come on the show.
0: Mm.
3: And I told them I don't think I can continue if you bring Mike Postle on. And they asked why. And I said, you know, um,
0: they asked why.
3: Well, That's- no, I mean, I, I said like, hey, uh, I'm not comfortable. Like, we're going to give this guy a platform to uh, continue his lies. So he uh, like if, he, if there was an opportunity for him to tell the truth I think it would be a great idea. And I would step out of the way because I think Nick does a really good job interviewing. I don't know if you guys watched the Phil Youth interview, but I thought he did a really good job. Um, but um, I don't think that this would have been an opportunity for him to tell the truth. I think it would just be an opportunity for him to uh, give himself a platform and um, and like continue his lies and potentially maybe sway some people. And that would be unfortunate. So I think... If he wants to do an interview, he should contact uh, Doug Polk, Joey Ingram. Those guys would do a good job. Hmm. I'm not interested in seeing him.
0: Yeah, well, well said. And I think, uh, and that's pretty well documented as well. If people want to look further into that, you can kind of just Google Mike Posl and Veronica Brill, and uh, you'll get a pretty wide assortment of. Uh, I mean, if
3: you don't know by now, then you know, right.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Oh, uh, Wired Magazine contacted me today. They're doing another story kind of uh, like a, affiliated with that whole thing. It, it was quite interesting. Really? Because Yeah, because... Do you guys want to hear the the? Yeah, tea? Spill, spill it. Bring tea? it. Spill the tea. So, uh, my lawyer... Uh, I didn't check to see who my lawyer had as clients. I really don't care. I just wanted the best lawyer for the job. My lawyer is the best anti-slap lawyer in, that Nevada has. And a, and I think he was one of the people who helped write the law or like push the current law into place. So he knows anti-slap, you know, front to back. And he was recommended to be by multiple people, actually. And I didn't know that he was representing Alex Jones. And it's not his place to tell me. Ah. So there's a woman who uh hates Alex Jones. This is funny. This is what Wired magazine told me today. And she found out that Alex Jones was representing me. And then she decided to help Mike Postle Because Mike Postle was getting help from this organization that was helping the Sandy Hook survivors. Oh wow. It was so weird.
0: That is it was weird. So
3: weird. And they were like. I don't remember if they were present during one of the, um, legal, um, the zoom, uh, courthouse things that we did, but like they were, it was mentioned that they were helping him, that this organization was helping him financially all in the hopes of getting at my lawyer. And it it's, it's so, it's so sick. It's such a like sick game of, a vindictive chess. And all it did was help this evil, horrible person who's been scumming all of us, the whole poker community and someone dying of cancer. and it was just like sick. So I like I can't believe that someone would be that vindictive, but that's apparently the story. And <laughs> they called me today to ask me about it.
0: Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, well, thanks for spilling the tea because that just does feel like absurd. Uh, based on based on all the publicly available information to do with all this stuff, right? Um, huh? Yeah, the the lengths that people will go to, I guess, is is the the lesson to take out of that. So. So, you know, in a world where we need to kind of escape and find our own fun and, uh, you know, uh, find the joy that we can in the world. We got another question here from uh, from YouTube chat. This is from Ben Enslow says, what is the best place in Canada to play live poker when you need to just get away and scratch that itch?
3: I haven't. So Canada, first of all, is a big country. It's bigger than America's like size wise. Right. I haven't been to all the casinos in Canada. So. I am guessing that there is a fair amount of really good action to be had across all of of Canada. I did go to almost all of the casinos in Alberta. Mm. And let me tell you, the closer you get to Fort McMurray, which is the oil sands, which is where a lot of men and some women go to do hard labor for $250,000 a year. So they have too much money and too little education, some of them. And they like to dust it off at the casino on the weekends. So I used to play at a casino, River Cree, shout out to River Cree, my, my crew out there in Edmonton, uh, where like a lot of the oil rig workers would come down and play for the weekend and dust it off. So, uh, Canada just full of action. Like it's, it's like super ditty compared like uh, poker's probably changed since I was like younger in my twenties and playing in Canada, but man, there's just like so much action, so much money flying around. And like, we had one, two games that had like one or 2K caps. And like the 2-5 was like, I think it was uncapped or like a really high, like a 5K cap or something. It was just like sick. It was sick games. I think they had stack match. I can't remember mm-hmm. now, but it was, they were, the games were sick and they were deep. Like, yeah, let's just play with like 2,000 big blinds. Like, you know, what's the big deal? <laughs> well,
0: I like the idea of, playing near the towns where the people that have more dollars than cents are playing. Cause that is the key to uh, a long, long long-term success in poker.
3: I live in Silicon Valley and my problem is, well, it's great, but my problem is that I have to deal with people who have PhDs in computer science that are playing in the two five (laughs) game, right? Stanford fucking professors, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Good point. Good point. Well, you're just, you, you like the challenge
3: it's not, I mean, like going to Stanford to get a computer science degree does not equate to you being good at poker. So
0: true. True. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so what, uh, what have you in the last, let's say since we last spoke in the last year and a half, um, what have you learned about poker? And I'll take, this is, this'll be my last question. If there's other folks in the chat, type your questions in now and also we're going to do our usual prize draw at the end of the show so if you want to be entered into the prize draw just type the words food bank into the youtube chat and uh, we'll be able to take care of that after we um, finish up with veronica here so veronica what's something you've learned strategically uh about poker or a mis- or something that you feel like you've gotten better at uh, when it comes to the game itself
3: um well I would say, like, I'm probably not studied enough to talk about my own strategy, but I will say that uh, one thing I've learned after talking to a lot of like high stakes players on Poker After Dark and on um, the podcast that I'm on, and um, I was for a time leaning towards, you know, everyone um, playing a GTO strategy. Like I thought. Uh, running the solvers and memorizing, you know, your opening ranges and all that. I thought that was it. I thought GTO was it. And the more I'm meeting people, the more I'm realizing that like so many of these high profile players that are doing well are straying so far from GTO Mm. are playing way more exploitative. And it's like a little shocking to me. Um, I I definitely think it's good to have the fundamentals, but it, is sounding more and more like gto is great for like online but if you're playing live sounding more and more that like you have to have this balance of gto and uh exploitative and like understand your soft skills you know the Mm. social skills come in so handy Uh, another thing with the social skills is you could be the best player out there and crushing everything But losing so much EV because you're excluded from so many good games because you just don't talk to people and you're not social and you're wearing headphones and sunglasses and you're kind of rude and you're, you know, like all these things that don't make for a fun atmosphere or a fun game. And a lot of the times the wrecks that are uh, supplying the game with money want to go there and have fun. And if you're not providing that atmosphere, and I hate to say it, it's kind of like customer service. Um, if you're not doing that, it you're missing out on EV. Like you could be crushing the games that you're in, but you're probably losing a lot of value by like not having a bomb pot or like, you know, not like having a drink with uh, the whale uh, or whatever it may be. So I think it's like super important in life. Poker is like, uh, like a microcosm of life in that. If you're not networked well, if you're not um, socializing with the right groups, you're missing out on a ton of opportunity.
0: I love that. Um, all right, last question. Um, getting real here. what's one thing that uh, you are afraid of? It doesn't have to be your greatest fear, but no b s. Give me one thing that actually
2: scares you.
3: Something that actually scares me. Uh, you it could want be, like it could a be deep spiders. Answer?
2: yeah yeah no
0: give it give it to me
3: i mean i'm not afraid of spiders but uh i'm not i'll i'll pick them up and put them outside there's no spiders here that are gonna kill me so like (laughs) black widows are are typically afraid of us but uh i don't know if i want to give you a deep answer uh i like i have been single for a long time and i'm like genuinely afraid of getting into a relationship it's like so much work and like then they end up cheating on you and shit and i don't know like it's it scares the shit out of me to think of being in a relationship again.
0: (laughs) Mm. Yep. Well, when it's, when it's right, it's right. You know, if it, if it feels like that much work, it just means you got to keep looking. So I think you're, you're doing something right then, Veronica, at least for what that's worth over here. Um, uh, Well, thanks
3: Jim. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know it means a lot,
0: right. Coming from, coming from me. Uh, We did get one more question in the chat here. Uh, What's your favorite poker book? And then uh, we'll let you get out of here. Thank you so much. Oh
3: God. Okay. Uh, like there are so many books out there that I, I've, I read all the books in the mid two thousands and now they're like all considered shit. Uh, so there are some like theory based books, uh, that I can't remember offhand that, um, a lot of like my high stakes friends would recommend that I haven't read. Uh, I'm in the middle of like, well, in the middle, I've like started reading, reading, uh, poker, poker tells. Mm-hmm. uh by zach yes. uh i can't That's remember zach's one. elwood yeah i met him actually um he gave it to me for my birthday so that was really Aww. sweet but um there is a first edition doyle brunson super system book that sits on the tabletop of the podcast that i'm on that i co-host and that is a like super cool book and like people poo-poo on super system now but man it kind of paved the way for all of us and it was like a really good first shot at something and we all should give it the respect that it deserves you know it's a it's a really cool book and uh Doyle did a good thing for us so and you know I love Doyle so yeah call me Doyle if you're ever single
0: (laughs) Ah, well, Veronica, this has been a real pleasure. Uh, thank you for being real with us and for uh, dropping some genuine uh, nuggets of wisdom here. Uh, and uh, thanks for continuing to make the poker world a brighter place and, and making it more fun and shining your light around. I think you'll likely bump into a few rec poker members at that Run Good event that you're going to be heading to over the next few weeks. So um, I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun as well.
3: Yeah. If you run into me, tell me you're a rec poker member, show me your receipt for membership. I'll buy you a beer.
0: Oh, okay, folks. You heard her. You want uh, you
3: want those three red chips for the rec membership, folks?
0: There it is. That's it. That could be a beer in your hand. Compliments of the one and only Veronica Brill. If you see her at the Run Good event, go and make sure that you win flash win. flash some rec poker merch. Yeah, exactly. If and my you'll... credit
3: card gets declined though, that I can't do it.
0: <laughs> All right. Act of God notwithstanding. Yeah. All right. That that does sound really good. Um, Veronica, where can folks get a hold of you if they want to uh reach out? If, 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 where, where do you want people to get the hold of you? Is it on Twitter? Uh, my Twitter, or my
3: Twitter DMs are open in a sense that I can see when anyone uh, tweets at me or d- DMs me, but um, I'm not going to respond if it's creepy, and a lot <laughs> of them are. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Twitter, Twitter DMs are fine.
0: Fantastic, and that's at Angry Polak.
3: Angry underscore Polak. I was yep. born in Poland. <laughs> it's it's like a it's a it's a joke. It's a jokey word. So like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not trying to be derogatory to myself, which I kind of am, but
0: <laughs> well, I think it, it, you're in the in. You're with you're in the inside of that crowd, so you can use it. As far as I understand, that's how that. Yeah, that's, that's that the thing.
3: That's the thing. But p- some people like some people don't know I was born in Poland, so I, mm. I, I just want to keep it clear. You know, yes, Polak. I can say Polak. I'm alive. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Angry underscore Polak with a K.
0: There you go, and uh and so I, yeah, folks do reach out, send her a tweet, tell her that you enjoyed listening to her on the Rec Poker Podcast. And if you're at that Run Good event, go sideline up and see if you can get a free beer from the one and only Veronica Brill. Veronica, I can't wait to see you again in person, hopefully without that brat KL around to ruin everything. But until then, just keep on being awesome and we'll see you again, I hope, sometime real soon.
3: All right, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, John, Rob, Keith, and Jim. Have a good (laughs) rest of your day.
0: You got it. Well, there it is. Uh, the interview portion of the podcast comes to an end. Veronica it was great. I'm I'm trying to sneak in one like serious question near the end of each of these uh, episodes as we go to kind of get 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 into some some real some real facts about the
1: uh, guest as we go here. So I don't know if uh, maybe, know if you know, hard. a question about how could I terrorize you in the future <laughs> is not the right <laughs> one. I, just saying.
0: Uh, Mike, I just, my goal is to intentionally just to break flow. I want it, I want it, I want them to sort of have to stop being comfortable in the interview and have to reset mentally and think about something. So it's going to be a little jarring. And don't tell any of our future guests, you know, we just can't keep soft pedaling these folks every time they come in here. They're never going to take us seriously. Um, we got some fun comments in the chat here. Oh, yeah, Phil, you're right. Philip Razor, uh, one of our uh, hate join members. Um, And a fun follow on Twitter. I I did forget to remind you specifically, personally, before we recorded, uh, that it was happening on Monday night, like it is on every Monday night at 730 Eastern here on YouTube. Every week, Phil, you can just write it in your calendar to come to YouTube for free and partake in this wonderful experience live and ask your own questions of folks like Vanessa. Uh, for folks like Vanessa. Uh, folks like Veronica Brill. Um, but yep, Phil, you're right. I forgot to remind you. And so it's my fault that you missed this one. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna have to make it up to you next time we get a chance to play live together, like we did at the Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino back in June. That was fun. Uh, Josh Campbell, thank you for your rebuttal in the chat there. And for uh, uh, having my back. Like always, Josh is great premium member here and uh a a very presence a very active presence in our online plan hangs and other uh strategy conversations and stuff we get up to over here (laughs) (laughs) see i told you guys about this phil character you can see him in the youtube chat he's relentless and uh, has a heart of coal but i'm sure he has some redeeming qualities that someone may even eventually discover um fingers crossed for you phil uh so John why don't you take us into home game land and we can see what's going up in uh, in the Rec Poker 10 games a week home game series.
1: Well, this week we have two weeks to announce because oh, yeah. we didn't record last week. Good point. Uh <clears throat> so on August 29th, Megra44 got his third nightly victory for oh, the boy. year. Corn Dog Chats, Adam Kuhn, got his Coon. first nightly victory for the year. E. Anderson 85, Eric Anderson, got his third nightly victory for the year. There you go, Eric. Rabman 50, Rob Washam, got his first nightly victory for the year. (laughs) Then Fergie 56, on the first and the second, got her fifth and sixth nightly victories for the year. Back to back. Okay. So here's something everyone should know. These are similar to yours, Asterisk tournaments. Oh. In that uh I was actually out of town. So some of the the August tournaments dieseled on a little bit. And we had a couple extra August tournaments <laughs> that in the first couple of days, along with the September tournament. So we got two <laughs> extra tournaments that week. And uh Kim won one of those. All right, I think I think Rob maybe won the other. I can't. I don't remember which one.
0: I, I'm was... glad. I I think officially the story then is that Kim won one and Rob won the other. Because I want some other wrecking crews to have to share the burden of the asterisk around here. It can't. It can't be just I, me all the time.
2: I won September first. <laughs> I know that. I I remember it because I wasn't eligible to play in the August tournament of champions ah, well, I, know september 1st, I will, be, I will be able to play in the october one
1: there were two tournaments that ran on september 1st one of them <laughs> oh. was the august monthly tournament that was
2: just extra
1: and one of them was the september monthly tournament so and i don't remember which one you won. i could look it up but i'll i'll just assume you got the asterisk i think that makes sense then for the second September 2nd tournament, Marky the Shark, Mark Weaver, got his huh. second nightly victory. Right on. Stewie13 Stewie. dodged a bullet, and there were no extra tournaments that day. So he uh, got his seventh nightly victory without an asterisk. <laughs> run, 99. Michael Savage won the Daily mixed event. Oh, nice. Week. Good way to go, Michael. East Coast Bitter. Ben! Currently private. Oh, uh, won his second nightly victory or international victory for the year. Yeah. Ben
0: Ben E, or uh, no, we'll call him uh, B. Enslow. That's better. Um, he's been a real uh champion of those Saturday afternoon games. So I'm not surprised that uh, Ben Enslow. Oh, god, I did it again. It's Ben Enslow. Oh, no, god, I have to stop saying that. Um, East Coast Bitter is uh, uh, a perennial champion on those Saturday games. Way to go, Ben.
1: And for those of you who don't know, I did on the online home games page, I added an FAQ section. And if you go there, it'll tell you exactly what you need to do to make sure that your name is used if you want it used. If you want to keep it private, that's no problem. The reason this is a joke is because (laughs) we used to have a name. people told Steve their names directly, and we were going off of that sheet. Well, since then, I have removed that sheet. So they have to update their actual names. So a bunch of people we all know who they are, like Fergie fifty-six is also private. <clears throat> um just are private. Okay, <laughs> yeah. monkey system, Keith Brandt won his Whoa! second international victory yes, for the year. Sure. Nicely done. And yeah. GF Hawk, Eric Romer, yes. Romo oh, beautiful. won the lpp event so he can contact and that's his third this year oh yeah he can right. contact jim at rec. poker for his free month at learn pro poker uh, way to go eric you're gonna love that man now on to week number two. Oh boy we have the no limit hold'em championship series which took place on september 7th elvis 76 nice who is private won his very first no limit hold'em series event okay way to go elvin i think i know who that is but i'm not going to dox them yeah i he was formerly public as well <laughs> um evil <Roy laughs> CA david westermann beauty got his eighth nightly victory for the year of the year he's like of averaging
0: averaging a monthly win here that's good that's impressive
1: yeah it's his 15th nightly victory lifetime his 35th victory wreck poker vip overall amazing magra 44 who's also private oh. uh, got his fourth <laughs> nightly victory of the year
2: not double d <laughs>
1: no the only the one and only double d exactly <laughs> then fergie 56 got her seventh nightly victory for the year no surprise tom how do you tom, know it's a her <laughs> 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 well i happen to know through the great <laughs> Brian who fergie 56 might oh, really that's be that's funny tom tom s or tom toms 3219 tom stanley nice tom got his first nightly victory for the year marbles jam marbles jam also now private Uh-oh. got his third nightly victory for the year evil roy ca david He's westerveld back. got his second mixed event victory wow. for the year and i believe wow. that was two weeks in a row that he won the mixed event sounds right guys beast. and then not to be outdone evil roy ca david westerveld got his fourth international victory <laughs> <for him. laughs> Then Fortune New York, who's oh, now private, be- oh, got his God's first sake. <laughs> international victory for Jamel. The year. Paging Jamel Cuevas. Paging Jamel Cuevas. <laughs> Read the and fact. Swedish fifty seventy seven large, <laughs> Lars won the LPP event, so he can contact Jim at wreck poker. For his free month at Learn Pro Poker.
0: That's right, Lars, you're in for a treat. Please do send me an email, jim at rec.poker, and I'll make sure you're all set up with whatever you need to start your first, your free month at Learn Pro Poker. They're a fantastic training site. Um, they've got top notch videos there. Everything they do is awesome. We love Ryan LaPlante, and uh, he's been a great friend uh, to the show as well. So go check that out. And yeah, Eric Anderson, thank you for making a wonderful comment in the chat there. Please do like, Uh, Smash that like button, as Eric says. Smash it. Go smash that like button. And um, all kidding aside, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, subscribing to the channel costs you nothing, but it does help us out a lot. Uh, Like I said before, we're a mostly volunteer organization. A lot of what we do is free. And um, some free and easy ways to help us out are subscribing to the YouTube channel, um, certainly subscribing to the podcast. And um, one thing that would help us a lot would be if you're listening to this, please rate and review the show. Uh, Just do it honestly. If you don't like the show, um, say that. Uh, But if you do like the show, give it a good rating, say some nice things for the gang here. Uh, We don't have a lot of reviews. And in order to get ranked in the algorithm, I mean, I'm already out of my technical depth, but in order for... Uh, the show to get spread sort of more widely automatically by the computers, um, it it helps if we've got a lot of reviews and ratings. So it's not something, you know, we're not really, we used to asking for marketing help or SEO stuff. We're kind of a, a podcast that started in Steve's basement. We're kind of growing into this group of people that love poker together, but we've still got a lot to learn about, uh, running a business and growing a business and making this organization as great as it can be and so we've probably got some low-hanging fruit around here that we could use your help for so please do leave a review a rating subscribe that kind of stuff uh, Costs you nothing and helps us out a lot so i, I hope you do
1: um, did you know where algorithm came from oh it sounds greek is it greek no it's actually named after the inventor of the internet is it really al gore Oh, for God's sake. Yes. John,
0: he's all, oh, he got, he, he got us. He got us folks. He's got that deadpan. You just, you just, you just can't resist. You can't resist. He's the nicest guy in poker. Um, so we did get some fun uh, comments here in the chat. Uh, oh yeah. Right. Um, ben Enslow, uh, East coast Bitter, as we now know him to be, uh, reminds us that this Saturday, if you're listening to this, this podcast is going to come out on Friday. Is it this Saturday, John, that's the uh, Heads Up
1: um, uh, uh, Marek Madness Preparatory Heads Up Battle? September 17th at 1 p.m. will be the Heads Up Tournament. So make sure you sign up on time. There is no late registration for that Heads Up event. And the winner of that will be in Marek Madness. And that's 1 p.m. Central Time, right, John, since there's no late reg? Central time, no late registration. Central time, Uh, the only time zone that matters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, uh, do uh, folks, this is a really fun way to test your heads up skills. And we encourage folks not to test your heads up skills for the first time when you are actually heads up in a tournament of some import to you. You should get some practice. And it's hard to practice heads up, Um, it's hard to study for it, it's hard to get reps, meaningful reps. So, every quarter, we do a heads-up tournament. This one's going to be this Saturday, the 17th. If you're watching live, you've got uh, several days to get ready for it. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, we're talking about tomorrow. Uh, so don't be late. There is no late registration. Join our home game club and uh, uh, come try in the fun. I see Phil Phil just uh, – I don't know what to think about this now. We got a comment in the YouTube chat from my friend uh, Philip Razor saying he just left a review on Apple Podcasts. Now I'm kind of frightened. I, now I'm a little scared because Phil, I, I wasn't thinking that Phil was on the line when I put that pledge out there. Uh, but yeah, of course, I'm not sure what, I guess we're just going to see what that does for us. Thanks, Phil. I hope it was a good one, buddy. Um, Martha fun show guys. Love to see the women. So involved. Couldn't agree more. Thank you, Martha. Um, ben Dave's crushing. Yeah. Evil Roy Slade is uh kicking butt. Uh, like he always does. Um, Josh Campbell wants to remind everyone that for those, <laughs> for those living in a real location, that heads up uh, ladder tournament will be at 2 PM Eastern time. And, uh, make public tab. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, Ben, if you go to the Discord channel, or if you go to the uh, poker slash home game, I think John has just added a FAQ on how to change uh, your name to make it public so that we can shout you out with your consent. Um, okay, so I see we've got, so again, we'll do the, uh, we're about to do the food bank raffle or the draw here. So I saw a few people typing it in The RRRCCC was the first person, and uh, I think we've got—actually, we only got three people entering this week, so that's all right. So what we're going to do, I'm going to roll a six-sided die, and one and two, three and four, and five and six will correspond to these three uh, 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 guests If you're not a premium member, you're going to win a free month at uh, Rec.Poker, which I'm sure you'll enjoy. Uh, uh, Actual retail value, $15. If you're already a premium member, We're going to take that same $15 and let you apply it towards uh, some coaching products in the shop Uh, video review, database review, one on one coaching, group coaching. Um, There's lots of different members, uh, lots of different members of the wrecking crew who offer different kinds of uh, coaching. Um, Tim Fritz does solves for people with his solvers that you don't have to. There's lots of different ways to uh, get better with our wrecking crew. So, without further ado okay we got four now there we go so phil is in there as well so we got four people so i'm going to roll this eight-sided die right here and we'll do one two three four five six and seven eight will be the way that it goes starting with what did we say the real the r r r c c c and thank you for joining us it's an eight. Oh my god we got to give it to phil Ugh. Ah. All right, all right, Phil. Uh, oh, we don't. Oh, we did get two more. Oh, wait. Are we are we going to get to re-roll? Maybe we, maybe we get to screw Phil on a technicality here, because yeah, there were a couple more that got in right on the end. Should we do a re-roll? What do you think, gang? I mean, I'd hate to just. I'd hate for something good to happen to Phil. Uh, let me see. We got the R R R C C C. Uh, Josh Campbell, Joseph Coolis uh eric anderson evil roy and phil okay that well we're gonna do a re-roll we're gonna do a re-roll tell you what phil you're such a good sport you jerk um i'm gonna give you the 15 dollars coaching credit anyway uh so you just email me and let me know uh check out the wrecking crew page and uh, we'll put something together for you uh but we're gonna re-roll anyway because i want uh these other members uh joseph and uh, uh eric and dave to get in there so yeah i have to look up earlier you know Joseph. Joe, how could I do this on my own? It's impossible. It takes a village. This is why we need this entire crew uh, to do this with me, because this whole place would crash and burn if it was the Jim Reed show. Trust me. Nobody wants that. All right. The real roll. Here it comes, you bamboozlers. Oh, it's a one. Of course it's a one, because we often roll ones around here. So... uh The R-R-R-C-C-C, you have won either a free month of premium membership at rec.poker, or if you're already a premium member, or if you prefer, uh, you can turn that $15 into a credit towards any of the uh, coaching and studying packages that we have available (laughs) here at rec.poker. So uh, send me an email, my new friend, I'm jim at rec.poker, and we will set it up. And Phil, uh yeah, you you're I'm also gonna honor that role uh for you as well. So Phil, you big jerk, please do uh send me an email, jim at rec poker, and I'll make sure that you also get that. Um yeah, <laughs> rigged. We got some rigged comments here in the in the chat. Can't spell GG. Can't spell rigged without GG. I like it, Ben. You're right. (laughs) Well, this was a really fun one, folks. Um, Keith and Rob, is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Is there anything exciting coming up? Or uh, 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 Let me see. Keith, your next study group will be the first Thursday in October. So folks have a chance uh, to book some time ahead for that. Rob, I know you're still cruising through the book study and it's gonna be time to pick a new book pretty soon, I think. That's that's pretty exciting.
2: I haven't been able to figure out how to put a poll on the website. Um forms does Google Forms don't doesn't work on the website because you ah. have to you have to link a file. You can't really link a Google form. So I'm not sure how we're gonna do that, but it definitely will be on Twitter. So Anybody look for at rec poker on Twitter. Um, and I'll be putting it out there. Um, probably in the next week or so, I'll start the uh pr- start the process. Um nice. we've got a couple more sessions probably of the book, and then hopefully we'll get an opportunity to, to interview either Dara or uh Barry, and uh and then we'll be going jumping into the next book, whatever it is. So yes, put your great. suggestions of books that you'd like to like to study go ahead and go into the uh, book study group on rec poker and put in your uh, book study recommendations and we'll get something going
0: yeah, come visit the forums here. They're free for everybody to join and to post your own questions and answers and uh, discussions. Uh, so come and leave a suggestion for what you like, Rob, to look through for the book study next. Because uh, it's it's up to you, folks. You get to choose, and then we all do it together. Because that's what it's all about here at Rec Poker. So. I guess without further ado, I want to thank Mark Prashan and the Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino, Keith and Rob and John for joining me in the booth, Veronica Brill, what a pro, and all you fun folks in the YouTube chat, and you the listeners, see you again real soon.